here we are on the second Sunday of Advent, moving closer and closer to that beautiful feast of Christmas that we are preparing for. And as I have said many times over the years, this is truly one of the most beautiful seasons that we have in the church. Um, people seem to be just a little bit nicer. The places where we shop and hang out, are just there's just a little bit more joy in the air. You know, we have all the signs of, you know, this season wouldn't be happening as much as we want to, you know, maybe sometimes judge the secular culture. It wouldn't be happening if he didn't enter the world. So, like it or not, we're all touched by the season. But it's not an experience as beautiful and joy-filled by everyone. And that's year after year. You know, I've, I've noticed that, you know, sometimes around the holidays, believe it or not, the calls that I receive to go and visit people who are gravely ill go up. The funerals go up. Just after this Mass, I'm going to go and anoint one of our parishioners who's very near death. And we think about those families that are going through, you know, going through these very difficult times. We might find ourselves saying how unfair and how, how awful it is that they have to be going through that now. So close to what we want to create as the perfect holiday. How sad. And I sit there and I think about other people's experiences of the holidays and the good news is, is that we're getting together with friends and family but in some situations the bad news is we're getting together with friends and family they're not easy they're a struggle they can be a challenge and it is to this reality that I would just like to say that John the Baptist comes out as a very strong figure and a necessary figure for us to listen to. Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Emmanuel, God is with us. He was sitting there and talking to a group of people. Remember, he's at the Jordan. These people are flooding to him for this, this baptism of purification. You know, not only are they supposed to be like being sorry for their sins, but they, are, they, want, to be, they want to be changed. And John is encouraging them to allow themselves to be changed. And he will later sit there and by his baptism of purification, he will, be, he will be made present to the one who will come after him, who is greater than he. And he will receive this baptism, and he will change this baptism forever. And the baptism that he would change and offer would be the baptism we've received. That baptism of the Holy Spirit and of fire. I sit there and I, I, I go into these situations sometimes and, and as we are, you know, we, we find ourselves um, you know, working with different families who are going through some very tough times. And sitting there and much like 
John the Baptist. And I think as I go and I, I visit Kay today, I'm going to go with a message saying there is someone in your midst that you do not recognize maybe right now, but he's greater than me. And I'm not, I'm not even worthy to carry his sandals, but he's here. He's here. And that one calls to, comes in, is, calls us to come to his for healing, for help. See, the question that is just on my mind this weekend is, how big is your God? Because all too often, as I hear about people approaching these difficult times, the broken relationship tends to be bigger than God. The broken, the problem is this big and God is this big. Right? Cancer is this big. God's this big. Going through a horrible and difficult, you know, sickness, in ICU, struggling. We don't want to be going through this. How big is your God? Repent. For the kingdom of God is in your midst. He is here. And I sit there and I, you know, those words of the prophet Isaiah, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his path. Clear out all of the distractions and the lies that these things are greater than the one who loves us the most. Yesterday I had a holy moment. It was a very holy moment. I went to go visit one of our prisoners in the ICU. Struggling. Having a hard time waking up from a very grave illness. Not very responsive. Can't speak. Neurologists don't know what's going on. There just don't seem to be a whole lot of answers and we don't know all the reasons that this even happened. And I'm sitting there after I offer the anointing and after I pray with, pray with our, our brother, his wife, sitting there right next to him, and she starts telling me about all of the different people, how this is, this is so wild for her. What she's focusing on is the fact that she's heard from so many different people who used to go to Mass all the time, who used to be part of their circle all the, you know, for, for many, many years, and now all of a sudden this situation has broken their hearts so much that they are praying again. That this family's pain and struggle is causing and leading other people back to God. And she talked about one, one young man who, who found in her husband to be a great mentor. And that he had to, she shared with his wife about how her husband touched him and how he has come back. To a relationship with Jesus Christ. And here's the holy moment. This is what she said to me, right next to him, while he laid in his bed. 
if I'm and my family are going through this situation so that people, other people, can be led to Christ, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. What she, she gave me the homily because what she just told me yesterday is that my God's bigger than this. He's bigger. So when we sit there and we think about what Advent is supposed to be, I guarantee you one thing that we're really being zeroed in upon is to really ask ourselves the question, how big is your God? And if he's not very big for you right now, repent. Repent. Because the kingdom of God is at hand. Emmanuel is here with us. He's here. He's greater than me. And he's bigger than my problems. He's greater than my sins. He's here. Prepare the way of the Lord.